Hello, this is Pete Lachlan, and this is a Purchasing Insight podcast. Lots of businesses take quite considerable and unnecessary risks when they embark on a P2P program. I spoke to Trevor Tyler recently about this. Trevor's a seasoned purchase-to-pay specialist with Zoomworks, and we discussed how blueprinting can reduce the cost and risk of a purchase-to-pay program. One of the things that often surprises me is that lots of customers wait for their purchase-to-pay project to get some fairly basic housekeeping done, things like data cleansing and all of that kind of stuff. And it strikes me that, I mean, this this is nearly always a mistake. It would make sense to do that work, which you're going to have to do in the in the project prepar- preparation phase. Yeah, I think, I mean, you're right, Peter. I think that, you know, preparation is key to the success of these projects. And, and it, I'm amazed, constantly amazed, why organizations don't consider the fact that they, these, these things could be done and should be done in advance. Actually, it's almost like the failure of what they have previously is, is, is still available, is still moving forward into the project that they are just about to kick off and hoping the project itself will solve it. But actually, inherently, the issue is there, not because of a, system, you know, of the, of a previous system and the new system won't fix it. It's, it's their period and it's, it's processes, it's bad practices, it's lack of attention. And it's all of those things, I think, that really, you know, there's no excuses there for having not having good data you know, whatever system you have at any time. I, 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 I absolutely, and it's not just data, it's things like even business processes. Obviously, you, you spend time designing business processes to match the software, but it makes a lot more sense to start looking at some of your 2B business processes even before you buy the, the, the product. I mean, it puts you in a much stronger position, doesn't it, when you're buying a product to know exactly what you expect it to do. Absolutely, and, and, it, and I, 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 I totally agree. And I think that you know, if you if you take it back to basics, this is all about process. You know, the technology is a tool, good tools, cloud solutions are good, long-term tools, particularly in climates that we are in now, where they can, you know, really help give you sustainability, manage your supply chain better, but it's still a process at the end of the day. And if you can't operate your process um, or understand your process uh, and make the best of the platform to deliver that process, I think you're on a hide into nothing in the end. I am a big uh, fan and uh, kind of evangelize the idea of best practice out of the box. The idea that you know, if you haven't got processes defined, you can use mature software mm. um, like Ariba or Cooper, you know, cloud-based software that, that it incorporates world-class best practice and you can just use that. Mm. But I think it's a mistake to even, even taking that approach, it's a mistake to go into a project completely blind. Don't you think so? I do. And, you know, Preparation, it goes back to that point about preparation. I've got an actually interesting thing that happened many, many years ago where, you know, I'm from an airline industry and, you know, airline industries that we've seen in the current climate, airline industries yeah. are, 
are struggling and, and you know they're used to crisis. I mean, I can't remember how many crises I've been through over the what, past 20, 30 years. Um, and cash is always king, uh, as we know, in these organisations. But you know, as a result of those things, one of the things we did, well, it was called Project Sprint, and there was a Sprint too. But the idea is we would stop doing stuff until things failed, and nothing failed. And it begs the question, why were we doing those things in the first place? And it goes back down to, as you say, best practice, simplification of your processes to deliver the objective of what you're trying to achieve. You know, how many reports, how many things get done and nobody really does it. Nobody takes any action with it. Nobody looks at it. You know, you're, you're building cottage industries around yeah. these things often. I think the other thing that I've learned from uh, from experience of successful and less successful projects is the number of times we come across surprises mid-project that needn't have been a surprise. I mean, whether it's from a, a process point of view, we haven't thought about, uh, or we haven't defined a process that we just assumed it would be like that, like that. But when it comes to implementation, we find the software doesn't do it. There's a lot to be said, I think, for for developing as part of a blueprint process at least part if not all of the business process design it's a good point really and you know i, I think a good example of this isn't it is you're going to buy technology if you decide technology is part of your solution which invariably in today's world that is the case you know Ariba Cooper or others and you know you're going to integrate it, generally speaking, or you're going to make a decision not to integrate it, but generally speaking, you're going to have to pass data from it to something and from something into it. And yet, there's no preparation in advance of that. Yeah? And, and, and there's no consideration, there's no planning. We'll just do it as part of the project. But why? When you can consider it in advance and plan for it. Yeah. I, I've been in projects probably equally like yourself, where you get to integration and they say, well, we don't have any middleware. What, well, how is this going to work then? <laughs> and then somebody's got to go and buy it, or they say, could you help us? And say, well, yeah, you know, and delay, well, delay, the, delay, you know. There's an, another example I've, I've seen uh, on more than one occasion where integration is a great example. And if, if there was any part of a blueprint exercise that I would say is, is the, the most important. It will be preparation for, for, for integration because there's no reason why you don't do that as part of your feasibility. But the, the, the issue, there's a non-technical issue that often crops up. You know that integration has to happen. You know you've got the resources. You know you've got the know-how. You even know the touch points. Yeah. But it's only in mid-project do you find that your integration third party has an eight-week lead time on even reading your spec. Yeah. And that hasn't been planned for. I mean, that, that's, that's, okay, that's a mistake. But given part of the blueprint, you have your integration specified and your stakeholders, including your integration third parties, bought into and signed up to the project before you commit funding, absolutely key. It's such an obvious thing to get right. Yeah, and it's even things like upgrades to the current platforms they have, 
which they, they've been waiting. Oh, no, we won't do it. It's a cost. I get that. I understand. Upgrades are to on-premise platforms are can be expensive, but they don't do it. And then we'll do it as part of this project. But then it becomes a mammoth undertaking with inherent with risks all over the place, uh, which often then end up in significant delays in the project. When you could have done it six months before you even started the project, if you just thought about yeah. it, you know, for sure. The, the clue is in the word blueprint, isn't it? If you're going to build a skyscraper, you wouldn't lay a single brick until <laughs> you had the plans. Yeah. Unless you had all of the suppliers lined up, unless you knew exactly when things were going to be delivered. You just wouldn't do it. But sometimes I think with uh, um, IT projects generally, but certainly you know, in, in our uh, area of shared uh, experience in P2P, we do often turn up with all the tools and then start thinking how we're going to build it. Yeah, and and actually, you know, not not all of this preparation. I mean, it goes back to this blueprinting preparation exercises. Really, it's interesting. Isn't it? We wait for projects or crisis before we start addressing things. We, when we're forced to do it, at the moment, when we can't afford to do it because we're in crisis or because. But you should do these things when you're not. These are the, the when you're in advance, you're preparing. You know you're going to do something. That's the time to do all of this work. You know, in advance, so that actually your transition to a new platform, uh, different processes, um, is a smoother exercise. You know, and, and ultimately, you know, when we think about things, th th these are this is. When you implement a technology, you're trying to improve where you are today, either to reduce your cost base, to improve efficiency, to address your supplier base, or to make your organization more profitable, ultimately, and more efficient. And that's a change management program. That, without a shadow of a doubt, it's a change management program. Yes, technology is part of it, but you are changing, you're adopting best practice processes to make the processes more effective and more simple exploiting the technology whatever technology you choose to implement to, to really you know drive value in the business i think you've hit on a key point which is is change management because um i think a lot of people make the mistake or fall into the trap of thinking of p2p s2p implementation as a technology thing for example hr is a good example not an obvious stakeholder in P2P, but anyone that's been involved in an end-to-end -end impl uh, implementation knows that HR is an absolutely crucial stakeholder. It doesn't make sense to wait for the project to be uh, running uh, to, to start to engage with, with, with HR. Yeah. I mean, and, and all the stakeholders, I mean, a key part of the blueprint is to make sure that people are engaged and that's got a massive benefit in terms of successful change uh, management and stakeholder management uh, preventing delays in project and all of that kind of stuff i think it's a key part of that blueprint that preparation that business case phase feasibility phase whatever we want to call it to to, uh, to get a lot of this preparation work done get a lot of the design work done get a lot of the stakeholder management done and ultimately it reduces risk cost um, and time scale uh, for, yeah. for any significant project. Yeah, and, and I'm, I, I'm an advocate um, of... As I said in the conversation, if you were going to build a skyscraper, you wouldn't lay a single brick until the detailed plans were in place.
Why is it then we go into a source to pay or purchase to pay change program without a detailed blueprint? Investing in a robust blueprint de-risks a project. It reduces the overall timescale and the cost and significantly increases the chance of success.